Welcome to the Rooted Deep Podcast. I am your co-host, Mr. Carl Bourne Jr. And I am your co-host, Paula Chang. We're really excited that you joined us here for fresh new content each and every week where we get to share not only the stuff that we're learning, but we also get to help you learn new things. Each and every week we pick a book and we talk about some topics from that book and talk about how not only it's helped us enhance our lives, but how it could also help you enhance your life so that you get to be the person you're meant to be and reach your potential. We hope that you are able to receive not only what you wanted to get from this, but we also get to help somebody else's life change. So give this like, share, subscribe, share it out to your friends. Just help everybody know that they too can enhance their lives. I'm just leave that little intro there that that we're live for people ought to know the real us but welcome 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 one and welcome back welcome back welcome back i don't know what song that is but wow you don't know that song bro okay we'll we'll have a conversation about that later don't don't worry about that paul's not from america guys so so excuse him no, I grew up on classical music and Christian <laughs> radio. So that was my childhood for anybody that was wondering. But you listen to Kids Bop, but it's okay. Yeah, you know, Kids Bop was fire. See? Kids Bop was fire. Uh, what am I going to do with you, bro? Anyway, welcome, 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 y'all, uh, back to the Rooted Deep podcast. I am your co host, Paula Chang, and I'm joined today by our co host, Carl Bourne Jr. And uh, what up, what up? it's been a minute since we've uh, put an episode out, but, you know, just been trying to recover, get some stuff ready, get some stuff aligned. Um, but, you know, good things come to those who wait. So y'all waited Amen. and here we are. Amen. Amen. To um, in case this is your first episode listening, we have been covering Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. And uh, so far, it's been a pretty fire book. I mean. I remember when I read it the first time around, it, it exposed me to who I was and the things I was dealing with. And um, yeah. the feedback we've had, we've had some people really say that it's resonated so far with them and they've loved it. Um, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Um, so today we're just going to pick up right where we left off with the last episode in part two, success. And as I was looking at the title, um, I read a sentence that really sparked my thoughts, right? And I'll and I'll actually, you know, I read the sentence, it sparked my thoughts, and this is what I wanted to start with. Okay? This is what I want to start with. So I've been covering success, we've been talking about what it takes to actually deal with your ego as you get to the point of success. But what happens once you get successful? What do you do? Right? Because as we naturally know. You can't keep doing the things you did when you get to a new level. It ain't going to work that way. You did the things you did to get to that level. Once you get to the new level, the next level, you got to start doing some new things. So what happens when you start, when you get successful, what do you actually have to do now in relation to your ego? First of all, I'm going to say that it comes down to really managing yourself and understanding that. When you, when a lot of us, and I know for me, it's been like that, Carl, and I hope it's been like for you, but for me, 
as I've grown and tried to get closer and closer to success, I found myself having to do more and more, right? I had to do more habit building, more personal development, more reading, more studying, more business building, you know, running, more running, more drinking water, more, 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 more. But there comes a point when you hit success at a certain level that you just can't keep doing more because you're going to be depleted. Look at it this way. If, um, if you build out, if you build out a business, if you build out a business, right? And your business, y'all sell pens. Y'all sell pens at your business. Um, and that's what you do. So you started off on the block just selling pens. You had a hundred pens in your bag and you were just walking around the corner. You were going down the streets, knocking door to door. You're selling these pens. And then after about a year, you got, you know, pretty successful. So you added another person to the trade, right? So now you got 200 pens being sold, 100 for you, 100 for your business partner. You're still doing the same thing, going down the street, knocking on doors, going around the corner, making sure you get yourself your pens distributed, right? But now, five years down the road, everybody really wants to buy your pens. Now, you're in charge of four or five other people selling pens. Can you, as a successful person, continue to go down that road? Can you continue to go door to door? Can you continue going down the block and selling them the pens? Or do you actually have to start learning how to delegate, how to manage yourself and the people around you? What do you think? Do you, do you think that, well, so in my opinion, I think that, I think that it is possible for you to continue to thrive. And I think it's possible for you to continue to be successful. But I also think that, that as, as the business, as the business continues to grow, as you continue to bring in more employees, more revenue, you know how they say more money, more problems. I think, I think it's more so along the lines of growing pains. You know, like let's 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 change our perspective on that for a second. Okay. Because when we think more money, more problems, then that just goes ahead and that already plants the seed in our mind that if you're getting money, if you're getting more money, <clears throat> you are going to have more problems with that. And I don't think that necessarily should be the way we look at it, as opposed to more money means more responsibility. <clears throat> you know, or more money means um, more growing pains, you know, because if you are, if you are that boss, you know, and, and your business is taken off and, and now you have, you have employees under you, you have interns, you have, you, you know, this business that is slowly growing day by day. I think that in order for it to continue to grow and with the analogy that you were using with, with, with the pens, if the business was, you know, selling pens, I think that what has to happen is you as a boss, you have to be able to check yourself and you have to be able to manage your emotions and your ego because at the end of the day, it's like you have people that are following your lead. Right. And no one wants to be behind the leader that they don't fully trust or that they don't feel is confident in themselves. That's like, let me ask you, bro. If, for instance, we both have one of one of our we, we both have a shared mentor. Yeah. You know, which is which is Greg Todd. For those of you True. who don't know who Greg Todd is, he is 
and amazing entrepreneur, amazing physical therapist. Both me and Paul, you know, that's that's our field right there, physical therapy. And um, let me say this, Paul. If GT was someone who he came off not confident in himself, mm-hmm. would you follow him? Absolutely not. Okay, but but why? I think just his self-belief in himself, right? Like you, I mean, I remember the first time I met him, at no point did I get the vibe that he didn't believe what he was doing was right. At no point did I get the vibe that he didn't even have that like sense of faith in himself, right? Not even in an arrogant way, not in, not even in a egotistical way, but like in a, I'm a boss because I know what it is. I know what I got to do. I know what needs to get done. Mm. Um, and so it's just that sheer fact. Like I was telling my girl yesterday, honestly, he, he could personally just come to me and be like, yo, I need you to do this specifically because X will be the final result. And without question, even just the belief, not, not even like, obviously we've seen the results, right? But just right. that level of like, yeah, I'm here. I'm going to get it done. I'm in. I'm sold. But let me, let me ask you this. Um, using him an example or even using like somebody who is super confident in themselves, how does somebody of that caliber manage their ego? To be honest, I, wow, that's a, that's a hard one, man, because I feel like when you are at that type of level you know in any field you know whether whether your field be entertainment sports healthcare uh law whatever the case may be when you become someone that is looked at as the prototype you know for success with that comes a certain level of responsibility. You know, as I was saying earlier, like with more money comes more responsibility. Well, with more, with more power, with more fame also comes a level of responsibility. And I think that being in that position, you really have to have the right people around you for you to continue to thrive. Because if you are, and I think this is even what happens with a lot of celebrities, you know, sometimes they have a lot of people around them that are just yes men. You know, they just tell them what they want to hear. And in turn, what ends up happening is they don't have anyone in their circle that keeps it real with them and checks them, you know, to let them know like, hey, you're being an asshole right now. You know what I mean? And if you don't have that in your mind, well, I'm not doing any wrong. You know, like everybody around me doesn't see a problem with, with, with who I am and what I'm doing. Like, yeah. so th- th- there's, there's nothing wrong with me. And it turns into a failure of you being able to self-assess. You know, y- you're not able to be able to do that because you've gotten so used to people telling you yes, yes, yes. And people telling you what you want to hear instead of what you need to hear. And ultimately, that's going to lead to you 
doing something to either a hurt your image you know or b lose the success in everything that you worked so hard to build so i think that it's a matter of keeping the right people around you i think it's a matter of being able to realize that just as quick as you got everything you can lose it that fast as well yeah and that your ego really plays the biggest role in all of that because if i'm a prideful person if i have a big ego I'm not going to want to hear what other people have to tell me about myself for what, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm the best thing that, that, that ever happened to, to this profession, or I'm the best thing that ever happened to this person. I'm the best friend they could ever have. I'm the best boyfriend this girl can ever have. I'm the best, whatever, you know, and it turns into you being so caught up in yourself that, you don't realize that you're tainting, you're really tainting your success, which, you know, also plays in with that chapter in the book that talks about the disease of me, mm-hmm. because the disease of me wow. just turns wow. into, it, it turns into something where you become so self-centered and you become so egotistical, uh-huh. that you don't even see how, slowly but surely Uh is starting to fade away so i mean i i don't know bro i I think it's one of those things that you don't really understand fully until you're at that level of success but i think also before you get there you have to have a vision in your mind of once you get there this is the type of character I need to have. This is the type of person I need to be in order for me to stay there. Um, but, but, but what do you think? Do you think it's, it's possible for, for you to be able to continue to be successful if you're so caught up in yourself that you don't allow other people to tell you when you're wrong? Or do you think that it's possible for you to be able to still be successful, but you're just not going to really be a people person? Like, do, do, does that coincide? You get, do you get what I mean? I get what you mean. Um, first of all, you're not just going to act like you didn't just preach at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I try to unpack everything you just said. <laughs> Damn. Um, wow. There's so much I want to say right now. Wow. Uh, I'll answer your question, then I'll make a I'll, I'll make a statement. Let me just write this word so I don't forget it, so I can actually speak cohesive things later. Um, do I think it's possible? No. I do not think it's possible to succeed, happily succeed, and still not listen to other people. That's the reason presidents have advisors. That's the reason corporations have boards. That's the reasons teams have a coaching staff, right? That's the reason we have support systems in our friend groups because we cannot do it alone. The people that try to do it alone end up in a really lonely and empty space. I mean, I'm just saying that right there. Like people... I'm I'm sorry, bro, but let me ask you, with you saying that, 
now do you think that it's possible because at the same time you're not always going to have people that are there and giving you positive feedback right so when when are you able to decipher like okay I don't need to listen to people right now. When does it turn into something where it's like you need to listen to your own gut and your instinct, but in the most humble way, as opposed to you being egotistical and just not listening to what anyone has to say? What is, what's the medium for that? How, you know, how does that work? I'm going to tell you my medium. I'm telling you my medium. I was going to originally ask, and I'm going to ask this now, and then I'm going to ask you a question. But do you think... At the bottom line, the people who surround ourselves are there, obviously, who make up who we are, right? So logic then tells me that if you can't take criticism or advice from those around you, that means you don't have the right people around you that can give you criticism and advice to make you level up. You know what I mean? But, but what if it's just one of those things where it may not necessarily be that you don't have the right people around you, but the people that are around you don't understand your vision completely because that happens. Right. And that's going to be my next statement right there. So then my next statement was going to be, then do you think it'd be fair to say that at some level, obviously, you know, minus like, three, four friends most people have that are like super tight from like way back when. Do you think as somehow it's actually almost necessary to continually have to reinvent the circle around you when you level up? Yes. 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 I, I, I do think so. I do think so. But so here's the thing, because I think let me explain guys because i think some people will take that and kind of run with that the wrong way <laughs> i have friends of mine that the point okay <laughs> i have friends of mine that i grew up with i have friends of mine that i went to high school with friends of mine that I've known since elementary school, kindergarten, whatever the case may be. At the current point I'm in, at at the current point that I'm at in my life right now, some of those friends do not serve me a purpose. That's not to take away from who they are. That's not to take away from our friendship. Right. But certain levels there are friends they can't do anything for you Mm -hmm. if if i am starting a business and the friends that i've been around for many years or the friends that i grew up with have no experience with starting a business have no experience knowing what an LLC is, how the taxes work, how copyright infringement and all of that stuff works, then they serve me no purpose in helping me build my business or start my business. 
that doesn't mean I'm no longer going to be friends with them. Yeah. But that means when it comes to okay. certain things, when right. it comes to that, <clears throat> there's nothing that I can possibly look at them for <clears throat> to really help me with. No, that's 100%. You get what I mean? Because I just don't want people to hear that and think, oh, yeah. oh so so I'm just supposed to turn my back on my friends? No, no of no, course no, no, not. No, I'm not of saying those bad not. friends. Yeah. I'm just saying it more like, like you just said, like there's levels to everything. And there comes a point where you got to understand the people you're with. If they don't level up with you, the certain thing you're after, you got to find people who are where you want to be. Right. As we're kids, as grown up as kids, we all grew up talking about, I want to do this. I want to do that. Right? Half of us wanted to be in the league. So we started surrounding ourselves with ballers. Fact. That doesn't mean that we're not friends with the people that didn't play ball. But when it came to ball, we're hanging out with people that are playing ball because that's what we want to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think it... I, I was having a conversation... Mercy, I was having a conversation last month and um, I, I asked a simple question. I was like, if, you know, by virtue of hard work and um, opportunity, 50% of my friend group became really wealthy, should they do everything in their power to try to make the rest of their friend group wealthy? And if that does not work, should they stay there or should they just move into an affluent neighborhood around other wealthy people so they can keep killing it? I think it's kind of like the same thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, let's take PT. Let's take PT. Right? I'm taking anatomy right now. Human, not the gross Carl's in. Uh, <laughs> he's in a whole different level of anatomy. But like, take that for example, right? Right? I'm taking human anatomy. We're taking gross anatomy. Right. We're still taking anatomy at the end of the day. Yes. The difference is when you have a gross anatomy question, you're not running to me to help you answer it because you're taking a different level of anatomy. At the end of the day, we're still able to discuss anatomy, but yes. you have to move to a level where people around you are all taking gross anatomy so you can understand gross anatomy better. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, and let me connect this to ego, right? I think it's dangerous to stay where you are once you've reached the thing you wanted to reach, right? Once you hit a certain level of success, I think it's dangerous to stay, at least in that area, around the people that you're around. Because very easily, you'll start to notice this. Oh, wait, they're not doing this thing the way I'm doing it. Or, oh, wait. They're not making as much as I'm making. Or, oh, wait, they're not driving what I'm driving. Or, or they don't have the time freedom that I have the time. You know, I have time freedom like. And very slowly but surely, I don't give a damn who you think you are. Very slowly but surely, you will start to be filled by your own ego because you're going to start thinking you're better than people around you. Because nobody is challenging you anymore. You feel me? I think it's almost dangerous to stay where you are. Like you have to, at least I think, I think 
somebody has to instinctively realize when it's time to get up and move to the next level, right? Mm -hmm. You have to put yourself in a position that allows you to become a student again. I think we talked about that in a previous episode. We did. Take your ego and ambition and put it in somebody else's hand. For us, that comes in the form of our shared mentor, right? He's marketing. He's killing it. We know where we want to be. Now, we can be like, yo, our podcast is killing it. We, you know, we out here getting But because we have somebody that mentors to us and is at a certain level, that naturally keeps our ego in check. Because now we're not getting up thinking, oh, you know, if I put out an episode today, it's going to hit this many people. First of all, I know that if our mentor gets up and records a video, by an hour, 2,000 people are going to see it. Right. You got to put yourself in the place where you hand your ego and your ambition to somebody else so that they can show you how to master it. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's, that's powerful. But I don't think, I don't think that a lot of people really grasp that. Mm. And it's one of those things as well, man, that I feel it is, easier said than done oh that's because in a way it's basically like you have to you have to belittle yourself in order to upgrade yourself mm-hmm. it's backward. because yeah it, it, it is but as backward as it as it sounds it's something that's going to catapult you you know into into greatness yeah and i know it, it it's funny bro that even in the book, it was saying um, there was this there was this one question that I came across. So it's interesting because I feel like it ties into this. And it said, why do you think that great leaders and thinkers throughout history have gone out into the wilderness and come back with inspiration, with a plan, with an experience that puts them on a course that changes the world? It's because in doing so, they found perspective. They understood the larger picture in a way that wasn't possible in the bustle of everyday life. Mm-hmm. Silencing the noise around them, they could finally hear the quiet voice they needed to listen to. And for me, when I, when I read that, it was like, wow. I don't think we really do focus on the immensity of, of, of everything around us you know, and, and, and think about the bigger picture. Oh, yeah. And if we were able to be able to just get that clarity, you know, get somewhere where we can get, get that quiet time because it's so important, get some time to just meditate and reflect and not have outside influences, it would do so much for us because I think me personally speaking some of my best thinking i do when i am just like somewhere secluded you know like in let me tell you uh remember in may i went to barbados for for those of you who don't know uh my family is from barbados that's that's my roots i'm a dual citizen and i went in may for about a week the beginning of may and I remember there was a day that 
my aunt, she left me there at the beach. Uh, like she gave me a ride and she left me there at the beach and I was there by myself for like two hours. And it was just two hours of just complete tranquility. And it it, it felt like it was nothing but just me, you know, the, the deep blue sea and God, you know, and it, it, it's like in those types of moments, you are really exposed to what I feel like is the world, you know, like you're able to sit there and just really be like, wow, like in this moment, I'm out here in the ocean, beautiful ocean that God created, you know, and I'm able to just be here in nature, be one with myself and be able to think I don't, I don't have to worry about my phone going off. I don't have to worry about, you know, needing to be at a meeting or be in class or whatever the case may be. Like, it's just me. <clears throat> thoughts. And it's like when you allow yourself to be able to get that time, it really opens your eyes to the possibilities around you. And it really makes you understand the magnitude of the world. You know, and, and everything that is in this world and everything that's not in this world that you have the ability to create. Um, but I think it, it takes a certain level of humility to be able to realize you need to have that time with yourself, you know, because a, a lot of people don't think that's something that's necessary. Again, that's ego. Like, I, I don't, I don't need to think. I don't need to go somewhere and just sit and think. Like, I think every day. Like, and it's like, no. Like, until you are able to do it on that level or at that magnitude, yeah, will never understand. And I, I think that was one of the points where I really got exposed to who I am, where I was reminded of who I am and everything that I've gone through in my life and. And, and just where I am now. And it was just, it was probably the most refreshing day of 2019 for me so far. Um, it was just completely incredible, man. So that, <laughs> you know, where I, I have to share for me, for me, that usually happens at 35,000 feet sitting in an airplane. That's another good time, too. You're right. Because, I mean, you know, these days, planes let you, like, connect to Wi-Fi. I, I try not to do that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I'm sitting up there and it's literally just flying in the sky, just clouds above me, clouds below me, just there. I think that's where I'm able to get the most reflection time. That's where I'm able to get the most creativity. It's where I'm able to fully think about who I am. So I love long flights. Right? I love long flights because it leaves just time just to like, without, you're responsible to nothing, right? And you're responsible to no one in those hours you're in the air, right? It's just you, Jesus, and the pilots and your fellow passengers. And 
having that space, I agree with you, having that space to just really think down to the root, rooted deep, really thinking down to the root about why you do the things you do, why you are the way you are, why you yeah. choose the things you choose. For me, it's, it's immense because when I'm able to just look at it from that bird's eye view, right? If you think about it naturally, looking at it from a bird's eye view, everything seems so tiny. Everything seems so incredibly small. My problems seem non-existent, right? And when you're down here on the ground and you're looking at houses and you're like, what the heck? From 35,000 feet, a yeah. home that is 20,000 square feet and a home that is 500 square feet all look small. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when when you give yourself just time to just almost like not wipe it all out, but be in the present, be in the now, not be stimulated by all these things around you. I think that's where we're able to even just get our ego in check. Because first of all, ego only occurs when it's given the, I don't want to call it juice, but ego needs honor. Ego needs recognition to be validated. Up there, nobody's validating your ego. Wow. You're sitting on the beach, nobody's validating your ego. If you go, something I encourage everybody to do, go take a walk and don't carry your phone. <laughs> Just be disconnected for 30 minutes. No one is validating your ego. And I guarantee it's the exact same way for celebrities, right? Yeah. Celebrities don't have social media 24-7 around them or when your professors are not doing this and they're not sitting in class. Everybody's at the same playing field. Nobody's validating who they are. So they actually have to get in tune with who they are and they have to meet themselves where they actually are, not where they pretend to be. Because a lot of us, we actually pretend to be somewhere, but in those moments, we actually have to meet ourselves where we are, not where we pretend. Once you get that, and you and you accept that, and then you have the confidence to focus on the task or focus on that and live from there onwards, guess what? I think, I think life becomes that much sweeter because now you are you. You're not... I'm not, you're not, I'm not the Paul that I want people to think I am, right? You're not the Carl that you want people to think you are. You're just Paul and I'm just, I mean, you're just Carl and I'm just Paul. Yeah. <laughs> because we're not pushing for our ego to hit this level of like sweetness that we want. Now we can actually enjoy our lives, period. Because now, now we're not, now we're not living in this like matrix, right? I really think we live in the matrix, but that's for a different episode. I really think we just live in the same reality that we've allowed ourselves to live in. And if we just let ourselves move past our ego, move past what we think we're meant to have and into where we actually are, that's the only way we can grow. That's just my thoughts on that. I like that. I like that. And I think, I think, um, uh, to to kind of end end things as well that factors in so much with the the last chapter of part two which is just um you know maintaining your sobriety Mm -hmm. 
And when people hear that, the first thing you think of is like drugs or alcohol, but, but no, this is maintaining your sobriety in terms of not allowing yourself to become an egomaniac. Mm -hmm. Maintaining your sobriety is synonymous for maintaining your humility. Um, and I just think that, you know, we really have to practice trying to keep our ego in check and practice trying to, on on, on a day-to-day basis, it can be difficult. It really yeah. can. It's hard. You know, yeah. It, it's one of those things that you really have to put in the work to be able to get yourself right and get yourself in check. But from all the things that me and Paul have talked about, these are all the things that when you think of success, you have to make sure that you're working on these things actively and you have to make sure that you're thinking of these things because it's real. And in order to be successful, you have to think about these things, who you have around you, you know, maintaining your humility. Huge. Uh, uh, It's the little things that we don't think about as often as we should. So, you know, we're, we're going to leave you guys with that for this episode. Um, Just going to drop a nugget. Just be like, yeah, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you gotta come back for more nuggets this man said um, we're just gonna leave that right there um but <laughs> next week we will be starting the final part of the book which is part three failure Ooh. so we're going to be failure. going through that yes sir that next one is gonna be a good failure. one yeah that's gonna be a good one i'm looking forward to that bro yeah um, but we'll be doing that and then after failure we will be moving into our next book, which is The Wealthy Gardener. Yeah. Yeah, The Wealthy Gardener. So for those of you who want to, you know, read along with us, uh, you have you have about, I'd say about three weeks or so before you, you know, can start reading that if you want to join in with us. But guys, thank you so much again for listening. Uh, me and Paul know we have been MIA for the last few weeks, uh, but life happens. You know, I, I won't I won't sugarcoat it for you guys. Life happens. Sometimes it just punches you in your damn mouth, and um, <laughs> you you just gotta get back up. Like sometimes it hits you hard, and you just kind of sit there for a while. Like, damn, like did you really hit me? Like, like, but. You just have to get up, man, and you just got to keep going. So we apologize for for missing, but we're super excited to be back. And this podcast is never going to stop. No, it's not. It's going to keep going. It's not not ending. You know, it was just a little break. It was just so we can kind of get some things together, but we're back. We're going to continue to serve you guys and bring you good content. You yep. guys just continue to listen and continue to trust in us. And, and you know, we, we love and appreciate all of you. Yeah. We'll see y'all next episode. And uh, just keep being you. <laughs> keep being you. 
because, um, like, I know for a lot of us, hell, I know for a lot of y'all, um, just for the way you've expressed to us, this podcast does hit home for you guys. So we're glad that we continue to share this stuff. Um, and above all, you must always remember. First, first know mm-hmm. First, know yourself. And it's at that point you can then know who you're meant to be. So stay rooted, y'all. Peace. We hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Rooted Deep Podcast. We're so happy that you decided to join us this week. As we go forward, we just ask that you continue to share your thoughts with us, message us on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you can find us on our social platforms. If you have any questions, also feel free to ask them there as well. As we go into this next week, I hope that you guys are able to just take the lessons that we've shared today, the experiences that we've shared today, and apply them to your own life so that you too can be able to enhance your own personal experience. Don't forget to be the most vulnerable version of you and just remember that you do matter and you have a story to share as well. We'll see you guys next time.